Can you be quiet, please? Hello and welcome to the Circular Economy Playbook, a podcast all about our tricky relationship with stuff and how to fix it. I'm Ali Moore from the London Waste and Recycling Board and I'm joined by Wayne. Hello. Who is our Chief Executive. Um, Hi Wayne, how are you doing? Uh, Yeah, all right, thank you. Yes, looking forward to talking about food. Yeah, me too, me too. So this is a new kind of format, isn't it? So we're, um, we are, from from now on, we are going to be putting out, we hope, more regular, shorter episodes featuring interviews with one person at a time to focus in on particular businesses, on particular academics, on particular trains of thought about specific topics. I mean, this is our first one of those interviews, which is with Mark Zorns from Winnow, Chief Exec and Co-Founder of Winnow Solutions. So the context of this is a bit of a tricky one. Um, We intended to run an event back in March um, in support of the UN SDG 12.3, which is the Sustainable Development Goal around food waste and loss, uh, which was an in-person event. And we cancelled it two days before it was due to happen, um, obviously because of the pandemic and the uh, subsequent lockdown. Um, But for that event, we recorded this interview way back then in March with Mark. um, And Obviously, as the event didn't go ahead, we didn't push out the interview because it was related. But now we're, by the time this podcast goes out, we should have run the event online uh, happening on Thursday, the 3rd of December. So um, hopefully this episode will follow shortly thereafter. Um, But it's good to get Mark back in the room, isn't it, Wayne? Because food is such a big topic. Well, this is um, not just uh, about food. It's about food waste and it's about efficiency and profitability so this is that point where uh saving the planet and saving your business come together and uh, in fact the addendum that mark has done subsequent to the covid pandemic kind of spells that out really clearly and i think full disclosure from us we um love winnow because one they are and they started in london but two We are investors in Circularity Capital, which is a fund that invests in circular businesses and Winnow are one of the businesses they invest in. So Elworb invests in Winnow. So we also have an interest in them. So we think they're great and we think they're so great. We we put some of our money into supporting them. So it's a pretty big issue that they're tackling, isn't it, Wayne? Because there's some, what what are the numbers? What's some of the numbers around food and food waste? Well, um, London produces, I mean, this is just for London, London produces 1.7 million tonnes of food waste a year. Um, Huge. At least that amount, actually. It's probably more from production somewhere that we're, you know, underestimating. And then behind that, there's all of the the waste that's produced during the growing um, transportation of this food. So it's an enormous problem. It's It's well over 10% of our total consumption-based emissions. Uh, yeah. You know, and that that's that's the the food that's wasted the energy that goes into growing food um and producing it and cooking it so it's a really big and important uh contribution to to climate change and it's something that we can do a lot um with our uh practices and habits and choices to reduce so it's really an empowering thing i think um 
food, we can really um, reduce food waste and really tackle that big number. Yeah. And in particular, I mean, I suppose Winnow is particularly important for a city like London, isn't it, where there's so much um, catering going on, so many restaurants and bars and cafes and hotels. And that whole operation is where is where they work in yeah. those professional catering operations. So, um, yeah, should we have a listen to what Mark has to say and, uh, and then what he added on at the end post post pandemic? Yeah, let's go for it. My name is Mark Zorns. I'm one of the founders at Winnow. Uh, my background is in food, so I've worked in uh, the food industry pretty much my entire life. Uh, started off for the biggest food wholesaler in the United States, where I played a number of roles, including running a warehouse and doing some technology implementations. I then got excited about sustainability um, really by doing some work at the U.S. Green Building Council for a little while, where I helped them to roll out their green building rating system for the retail and hospitality sector called Lead for Retail. Uh, and then I went on to McKinsey and Company here in London, where I worked in their food practices as well as their sustainability practices. And for the past seven or so years, I've been building at Winnow as a technology to help prevent food waste. Uh, Winnow was founded on the core belief that uh, food is too valuable to waste. We believe that technology can transform the way uh, that we use food. So Winnow is a um, uh, advanced technology that goes into kitchens. Um, Winnow Vision, our flagship product, is a terminal that goes on the wall. There's a camera that looks down into the bin uh, and we train a computer vision model to identify exactly what's being thrown away as it's being wasted. Um, we then use that information to feed that data back into chefs and help them cut down food waste. Uh, the net result of that is that we help chefs cut anywhere by 3% to 8% of their food costs. They can reduce food waste by about 50% by value. Uh, the genesis of Winnow really came out of some work that I was doing in a former life as a strategy consultant, um, highlighting that food waste was this $1 trillion problem uh, that no one was really looking at at the time. And so I got quite excited about trying to help solve the problem. And I guess kind of at the core of it, what Winnow is there for is accountability in the kitchen, the analytics for chefs to be able to make better production planning decisions, and ultimately to drive a stronger culture around waste prevention and efficiency within their kitchens. Um, Windows used today worldwide, so we're working in about 45 uh, countries, somewhere between 45 to 50 at the moment. Um, key clients using Winnow include IKEA, who's actually an investor in our business, um, Costa Crocieri, the Italian division of Carnival Cruise Lines, Accor Hotels, Intercontinental Hotel Group, Hilton, uh, a number of other major hotel groups like Emar um, uh, and, and, and others with that, um, contract caterers like Compass Group and ISS. Uh, then you have casinos like Wynn uh, Casinos, um, Galaxy Casinos and Macau and, and others. Um, and kind of anywhere where food's produced at a high volume is a really exciting place for Winnow to work. Um, we really quantify our impacts uh, based on how much food waste we are preventing. 
um, which is effectively how much money we're saving our clients. And today, we're saving our clients about $40 million a year in food costs, um, So, which is great. Um, but when you put that into perspective of the $1 trillion of food that's thrown away, it's a small drop in a very large ocean of a problem. Uh, our ambition is to grow our savings for our clients to $1 billion a year by 2025. Um, and we're excited to be continuing to scale up with a number of our partners to achieve that. Those are really impressive figures. In terms of kitchen behaviours, the kinds of things that you're tackling. So one of the things, that the, the big argument from, for, from Carolyn Steele when we talked to her was that people living in cities in particular are disengaged from food production. And as a result, they are not connected enough with the story of their food to value it. Are those the kind of things that you're seeing in commercial kitchens and what kind of behaviors is that kind of manifesting in? I think it's really true that generally we've become disconnected from food. I don't know that I see that to the same extent that Carolyn does when you go into large kitchens and when you're talking to chefs. And I think part of that is to become a chef, you have to have a natural inclination and sort of a connection with food. And so you're looking at a subsection of society that really do care about and take pride in, um, in, in, in the food that they buy, the food that they produce. Um, these are very passionate people. They're artists in many ways, um, in, in, in what they try to achieve. Um, they make wonderful foods as, as part of it. I see the issue when we go into commercial kitchens um, of just a couple of things. One is lack of awareness of how much is thrown away and just providing some data on it that typically kitchens are throwing away anywhere between 10 to 20 percent of what they're buying um, before it even gets eaten is is a pretty shocking statistic. And that happens for lots of reasons. It happens because they cook too much food that they then can't sell. It happens because too much food goes on plates that customers don't end up eating. It goes because they're not maximizing the yield on the product coming in. Um, and, and often if it was just the executive chef that was doing all of the cooking, probably that wouldn't be as big of a problem. But in many of the kitchens we work with, you've got large teams that are having to produce a lot of food at any given time. Uh, and, uh, there's a bunch of challenges they have. And, and frankly, where I think there's a problem is that they lack the tools to be able to make better decisions and to be able to solve this issue. And so that's really where Winnow does come in to help to solve that. Now, we do need to get more connected to our food system. And I think that there's a lot of things more recently that have come into the sort of mindset around how do we become more sustainable with our food? I think it's a complicated problem. Do I care more about eating less meat or do I buy organic or do I reduce food miles or do I reduce food waste? Um, and I think what's exciting but interesting about food is that it's really complex and it's very cultural kind of in, in, in how it works. Um, we see a number of those things, lower meat consumption, um, sustainable production being very important to our food system. And frankly, the amount that our food system needs to transform 
to be able to hit the goals we have of just carbon reduction uh, in the world, much less more sustainable ecosystems and so forth, is tremendous. We really have to transform our food system. Uh, within that, food waste is kind of one of the biggest win-wins that's there. It's saving money. It's not throwing away something that people should value. Um, it's avoiding the food from even being grown in the first place if it's not going to be eaten for someone, or it's redirecting the food that would have been thrown away to feed people that are in need. Um, and so there's no wonder for me that food waste has really risen up on the agenda and why groups like Drawdown, which highlight some of the biggest opportunities and what the world can focus on to prevent climate change, highlights food waste as one of the top three opportunities out there that we should be going after. I mean, I'm assuming that when it started in a city, did it start in London? They did start in London, didn't We found it in London, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're always really interested in the role of cities in helping solve problems like this and challenges like this. And, and clearly, small, like you started as a really small business with an innovation. Is that where cities excel? What, what can cities do? What powers do they have at their disposal? What capacity, skills and resources? What makes them special in tackling climate change issues more generally, but food waste issues specifically? The role that cities can play in addressing climate change first are the concentration of people and the scale at which they can operate. Uh, and, you know, a majority of people now live in cities. The percentage of population that are going to be living in cities going forward will become a larger and larger percent of our population. And so if you're not figuring out how to make cities work, you're just not going to be focusing on where most of the problem exists. The second factor around cities is that they tend to have all the right ingredients to start to make change. You tend to have policymakers, you have innovators and businesses, you have finance. And so you have those tools to be able to start to prove concepts that can properly scale. But I think for me, one of the most telling points around cities is the agility at which they can operate. And so what you see around the world is you see often mayors and, for example, with the C40 initiative, um, which is started off as 40 mayors focused on having progressive policies to prevent climate change, um, that they can share best practices and that they can set targets at the city level well ahead uh, when their national uh, objectives uh, can actually be set or sort of policies can be set. And so I think cities can move quickly. And given the limited time we have, that's that's very important. Just one example of Winnow uh, working with a city, um, and I'll broaden that out a little bit to sort of a small country, but I think a lot of the similar things hold true. You know, we have a partnership with the United Arab Emirates and the Minister of Climate Change um, there, the Minister of Climate Change of the UAE. And what the Minister of Climate Change outlined with us was something called the Food Waste Pledge. And it was a pledge across the UAE to save 3 million meals a year from being wasted by 2020. Um, and it's a government that moves very quickly in the same sort of way that a municipal government might. Um, it set bold targets out there for industry, brought a lot of industries players together um, and helped us start to drive scale in food waste prevention in a way that we really haven't seen it work in such a high level of concentration anywhere else in the world. In 2019, we saved, I think it was about 2.3 million meals from being wasted. Um, we're now uh, on track to well exceed the 3 million uh, that we have for that. And I think it's an interesting uh, way in terms of food waste that 
other governments, whether they be cities or state or federal governments, could set similar policies to be able to drive change. And it didn't cost that much, really. It cost some time of the ministry and some of the key ministers there. It cost sharing best practices, setting common goals, and getting organizations to sign up and then deliver on those targets for that. Um, so, you know, I think the role, bringing it back, the role that cities can play in sort of food waste is they can be a hotbed of innovation. They can be a place where a discrete number of organizations or people can set stretching but achievable objectives in a short period of time. And they can really start to set the example by which we need to scale more globally to actually address some of these major climate change issues. And so what's next for Renault? Are you going to move beyond the commercial kitchen into any other area? Is there anywhere else in the supply chain you're going to go looking? First and foremost, I talked at the beginning of this discussion around how we're saving our clients $40 million a year. Um, our target by 2025 is to save our clients a billion. And so our laser focus is on how do we achieve that number of savings for our clients and then our clients and then environmentally as well. Um, and to achieve that is going to mean that we as a business are going to have to do, deliver more impact in more locations and sort of scaling up what we do. Um, that will be continuing to progress the technologies that we have and available today for our clients. There are some other exciting things that I wish I could talk about that are sort of in the works that we don't yet have public. Um, and that includes both more that we can do in kitchens and things we might do outside of it. Um, you know, fundamentally, if you think about the technology we have, we are providing analytics around waste in a way that has never been achieved before. And we feel it's a pretty powerful concept in general because um, what someone said is that resource without information is often waste, right? And so we believe when you take that waste data and you pair it with the analytics around what is it, what could be done with it, how you could actually do something better with it, that starts to actually enable businesses, governments to set the right policy changes or just program changes within their own business to prevent this waste and probably save money at the same time. Clearly, the hospitality and food service sector has been hugely impacted by the pandemic. Uh, that being said, uh, one of the misconceptions we've seen with our clients is that with lower volumes and a prepackaged food offer, they would necessarily expect food waste to go down. And while food waste, because of lower volumes and lower amounts of food being prepared, is in fact slightly lower than what we often see pre-pandemic, what we do see is that the ratio of food or the amount of food that's thrown away relative to what's being prepared has actually gone up. And that's partly because of the increased uncertainty. I think it's because of the continual changing uh, models of operation that they're going through. And frankly, because of the lower volumes, this is just harder to predict. And while we need to be mindful of ensuring that there are uh, efficient ways uh, to be able to measure and monitor food waste, we would underline that even in lower volume operations where you have more prepackaged food and perhaps even less of a variety of offer, recording food waste and preventing food waste is even more paramount in terms of protecting your margins in this current situation than it ever has been before. We believe that hospitality leaders need to continue to focus on food waste, um, both during and sort of coming out of this pandemic, because frankly, it's still a rele very relevant issue for them. Um, 
the amounts of food waste that an average operation throws away relative to their volumes is actually increasing as volumes go down. This is because of uh, lower volumes to offset sort of the uh, errors in demand and frankly, just a more uncertain operating environment. In addition to that, food waste continues to be a very important agenda on the minds of consumers as well as policymakers. The issue of addressing food waste and the goal of addressing food waste by 2030 is still there for the sustainable development goals. And the amount of time we have between now and that time is beginning to uh, run down. What we're seeing is more governments getting interested in food waste and seeing a strategic need to be able to address food waste as a society. We're seeing a number of hospitality leading organizations make commitments, even through this pandemic, to measure and reduce food waste in their operation. And rightfully, they should, because as we come out of this pandemic, it's not just going to be returning to growth that's important. It's going to be ensuring that the businesses are as profitable as possible, uh, ensuring that we maintain those margins. And addressing food waste is a huge lever tool to drive that. In terms of meaning sustainable development goal 12.3 post-pandemic, the hospitality industry really does have a key role to play, just as they had pre-pandemic. The hospitality industry is a driver of culture in how we consume food. They're a major part of food consumption worldwide. And some of the leading organizations that have signed up to be champions 12.3, recognizing that continuing to deliver on these commitments, despite a changing business model, as people shift their consumption behaviors, is going to be key. It's about meeting those commitments that we have worldwide towards a more sustainable environment, but also doing so where reducing food waste is the sensible thing to do from a business perspective. What we do see in the hospitality industry is a number of businesses looking at how they can put food waste measurement and prevention across their business as they go through and come out of this pandemic area. The way their business has changed may have an impact on the level of investment they're willing to make and the right product tool to uh, be fit for purpose for their operation. But that commitment is unwavered. Food waste is a major issue on the minds of consumers and is not going to disappear. So fascinating, fascinating insight there into um, Winnow and what it's all about. Um, Such a huge financial target they're pursuing, aren't they, globally? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the figures that Mark quoted there, I mean, a $1 trillion problem food waste um i mean i as someone told me i don't know if it's true i'm sure it is it's like the 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 world's third biggest country (laughs) you know it's like an amazing uh stat that is and their technology um you know really does kind of sum up a lot of what the circular economy is about using uh, ai and uh, data and you know he came up with this great stat mark did i don't know if it was his stat that quote about uh if you have resource and lack of information you have waste so you know winnow really mm-hmm. kind of puts information at your fingertips um and really uh really helps chefs to reduce that number so you know they're they're saving 40 million pounds or dollars worth of waste right now and to have that ambition to 
uh, to save a billion you know it's truly uh truly astonishing and a billion what's that so that's a thousand million and a trillion is a thousand billion so that's the kind of that's the size of the the problem but there i mean even having a, a billion pound target that's not insignificant by any means yeah i mean it's a huge it's a it's a really substantial contribution and, and percentage of the whole isn't it um i thought his um his analysis of the role of cities was great as well to do with, you know, well, A, the concentration of people and then B, the kind of number of players that are in that are in are in cities. And the UAE example was really interesting as well. I like the fact that, he, you know, he, he kind of mentioned the concentration of people, the, the population, but also, interestingly, the agility of cities. And we make this point. Um, I think we've made them in these podcasts before, but certainly that C40 cities, US p you know that cities can 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 do stuff right so you know central government and international kind of coalitions of government they take a long time and uh the problem is immediate you know an emergency it's a climate emergency it is you know it kind of is what it says on the tin it's an emergency we need to act now so cities are the the players the the kind of units of change in the world and um you know it's kind of people like mark and his company going into these big organizations that he talks about and changing the way they work and uh these organizations i don't think are necessarily thinking um we we want to change the system we want to be circular in our procurement although i'm sure it's part of what they're thinking but they're also seeing the fact that they're saving lots of money and being more efficient in what they do mm. and you know, certainly in the recovery phase, that's really important because that's going to protect jobs in a really hard hit area, hospitality, particularly, you know, in places like London. These kinds of technologies, if if are utilised, could literally equate into jobs saved. And I think that's um, something that we, 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 we cannot forget. Exactly, exactly. No, it's really important. And um, there couldn't be a better time to be thinking about how to, to bring back our our, uh, our hospitality industry in a in a better way, um, and uh, uh, support and promote them. Um, great. Well, I thought that was a really interesting uh, interesting first interview in this new format. Um, if you enjoyed it, then um, follow us on Twitter or on LinkedIn. So at LWARB on Twitter, or just type in the London Waste and Recycling Board on LinkedIn. You can find us, um, or go to our website www.lwarb.gov.uk, and you'll find a podcast link at the top uh, and like and subscribe. Um, Looking forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks, Wayne. Good to chat. Good to chat, as always. And hopefully we'll have these at a much more regular uh, podcast. With There's so many interesting people out there who work in this space, who work for our the businesses that we support through our business support program, Advanced London, um, who are, or who are just active and doing stuff in this, in this area. So we want to, if you want to talk to us, by the way, just get in touch if you've got something interesting to say we'd love to talk to you yeah absolutely let us know reach out into our inbox on twitter lovely we'll see you next time have a good day everyone and speak to you soon